This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FYI All Things Mental Wellness. This week's guest is a ripper. I had the pleasure of being in an audience of a motivational speech lately and I was an instant fan. I admired her honesty and resilience in sharing her own story through mental ill health in a way that many could relate to. She had us in tears, she had us laughing and most importantly she had us discussing mental wellness. She has worn many hats in her life. She's a registered nurse, a mother, and was one half of the Commander Show. She has the privilege of working for the Cancer Council, assisting patients and families in their darkest days, and through that has learnt that everyone has a story that can teach us all something. After experiencing loss within her family, she faced a battle with anxiety, chronic overthinking and self-doubt. I can't wait to start this conversation. Kate Pallett, welcome to FYI. Oh, thank you. I'm actually wondering who you're talking about, but that's good. I'll take that. I'll go with that. <laughs> it's just the truth. I love how you, you said you're at a motivational talk. I was like, oh, is it that motivational? I don't know. But yeah, no. I can do is All I can do is be real. And that's how I've learned my superpower is actually just putting it all out there. So, yeah, and yeah. and that you were, and uh, Bernie, you went there. Well, you could have. Well, been it was there. a ladies' lunch. It was a ladies, yeah. <laughs> a ladies' day. But sometimes <laughs> I can get in touch with my feminine side. <laughs> but no, honestly, Kate, that's that's obviously why you're here today. Is I did have the pleasure in in hearing you deliver a, a really great speech, and and absolutely, it was authentic, yeah. and and hopefully we can have that authentic speech today uh, mm. to our listeners. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And not that everyone can see you, but is that a canteen? No, it's not. Actually, thing? I never thought of that. I just I just like oh, those of people Looks who very might much know like me. like their logo. To, yeah, no, it's not. I um, They do have a bandana day. You're right. but no, That's actually, the word. Yeah, it's not yeah. a hat thing. It's, it's not a hat bandana. Yeah, can you explain it now? I haven't, going, what she wearing? I haven't just rocked up in a hat. No, I no. it's just a bandana. And though, if you go through my Facebook page, anyone who knows me know I'm a bit of a fan of a headscarf. So... That's just me, sort of a bit of a, yeah. Talking point. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks. Very nice. So, Kate, tell us us a bit about your journey. Oh, wow. I mean, obviously we're all about mental wellness and and sharing stories that people can relate to. Yeah. So start wherever you want to start. It's funny because I don't know how it evolved that I discovered this passion or just need to get my story out because I think when at first when you're first having a you know mental health challenges or whatever it's the last thing you want to talk about because you push it down and you well for me definitely I pushed it down I ignored what was happening to me I was like come on keep going but for me it really came out um, that I was having some challenges was a few years after we had a really traumatic loss in my in my family where my stepson who I was you know, I treated like my own. He lived with us and all this sort of stuff, but he was like, like my son and he passed away of leukaemia. 
And me being the nurse and the carer, and I'd always known I wanted to make a difference in people's lives, and I'm a carer and a giver and all of those sort of things. So went into complete lock shutdown of my family, making everything better, just what does everyone need? And I sort of likened myself to like a swan on the top of the water, you know, sort of we got straight back into things, everything was all okay on the top, but underneath I was pedaling furiously to keep things afloat, making sure my husband was okay, making sure my daughter was okay, and really just, you know, just trying to get things back on track and following really my husband's lead with what do we need to do? No, okay, we're gone back to normal. Okay, here we are. And as, you know, men tend to try and do that and block that. So I tried to, you know, do that as well. And it was a few years later when I was still nursing and I was like, what is going on for me? Like it just, the wheels started falling off and I couldn't, I couldn't actually um, do things that were once simple to me. It was all of a sudden uh, things that weren't in my control, I just couldn't face because I think as a mum and a caregiver and everything you like to be, and a nurse, you want to make sure everything's in control and calm. But inside for me, it was, it was quite debilitating. And that came out through panic attacks and anxiety. So, Kate, why do you think – I'm always really interested that a lot of the time there's a situation – but the the ill health doesn't come out to some time mm. later. Why do you reckon that happened with you? So you're saying a couple of years after the passing yeah. of, of your stepson yeah. Yeah. that you started struggling mentally. Why do you think then? I think I'd gone into complete shock and protection mode as well for me. But having said that, I'm not going to say all of a sudden in my adult life, all of a sudden I had these issues because I look back at school and I look back at, you know, high school, primary school, high school. It was always a, always, probably always an element for me of that overthinker, overanalyzer, wanting to make sure that everything was okay. Do you know what I mean? And Mm. I think as a, now as a mum of a son who, is quite a heightened kid sort of thing. I can pick that. Whereas I think back, you know, 30 odd years ago, 35 years ago, it would have just been get on with it kind of thing, get to school, nothing to worry about, just ignore them, you know, those type of things. Whereas, yeah, so I think I've always had those traits. Tendencies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. She goes, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly (laughs) what you mean, unfortunately. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So the tendencies were always there. You're always always that overthinker and getting things all lined up so you say what started happening was panic attacks Mm. so can you tell us a bit about that it was funny I was listening to um Trav Cartwright's um, podcast on here the other day and I was like yes yeah (laughs) I was like (laughs) you could relate oh yeah it was the driving it was the well and he's was more as a passenger he couldn't do same as we've talked about but for me it was like okay I've got to get from A to B which way am I going to go what if and I'd judge every intersection like what you know what if someone pulls up behind me and I'm not crossing the road quick enough and did it like just really crazy but it was the panic attacks when I was actually at work that were out of the blue kind of thing like doing procedures on sorry if I did nurse you during that time I promise you I'm okay I was okay (laughs) (laughs) I learned coping strategies like if the the, um I had to pull the curtain around if I was doing someone's dressing or something like that I'd make sure I had to go out and get something to get a bit of air to come back in. Do you know what I mean? I just sort of learnt those coping strategies. So this is before I told anyone what was going on. And 
it's, you know, now I would be able to talk about it and go, oh, just don't, you know, whatever. But back then I was like, no way, you know, I'm a, <clears throat> a nurse sometimes in charge of the ward and I was feeling these things that were just so foreign and so scary to me. Yeah. And as an adult too, you you, you do push that away. Oh. I, I can deal with that. I, yeah. <laughs> but you'd beat yourself up and it's that talk that goes through your head. It's like, I've done this a hundred times. Why now am I struggling? Oh, like yeah. it was just – and so it's that perpetual cycle of that video, you know, that recording that's in your head that doesn't get you anywhere. And so what you keep silent, what you keep to yourself, you give it power. Mm. Oh, of course. And so you can't break that cycle without breaking something in it. Yeah. And so it yeah. wasn't until I actually started, told someone that, and they were shocked because I'd obviously hidden it well, it wasn't until, I, until the, the cycle started breaking to the tape recorder started being sort of cut off. And mm. Yeah. How hard's that? Like, as you're saying that, Kate, I'm, I, I have a lot of similarities, but, you know, I was working in a bank or, or I would hate to imagine going through that and there's a vulnerable patient laying there on the bed needing you to help <laughs> to them. To be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to be all right, you know, like, wow. But I think it's all, and you know what, this is the whole thing with mental illness. We often don't see it as visible as till it's obvious, till it's so far down the track, till someone hasn't actually admitted till someone hasn't had a safe place where they can say it. And mm. that's where that, you know, that's the end, you know, the one yeah, end of it. But yeah. when it's down this other end, that's still just as important to talk about. Those little things that you that you think, I can deal with this, this is okay, don't be stupid. That's where we need to talk about and just get it out and learn those For strategies. Sure. Yeah. Because it's so incredibly tiring. Oh, Inside your own head, and you're doing all those things, and you're coping, and you're overthinking, and you're and overthinking, you're not sleeping. and you never sleep properly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where the where the breakdown is forced upon you. I think. Sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's what's happened because it got to. So we're going back quite a few years now, and so um, my daughter, whenever she was, so she's yeah, there's a bit of a gap in the kids, but she, whenever she was at her dad's. I could not sleep that whole week because I would be like, this is when it started really breaking down was because what if something happens to her? What if, you know, no one knows, you know, we've got different surnames. What if no one knows that I'm her mum and no one contacts me? Like it was just like getting ridiculous that that's when I was like, I actually can't go on like this anymore. Mm. But it's like it is... In, in a logic mind, it is ridiculous. We uh, know 100%, that. But, but at the time, it was very real and a very big fear. of. And mm. also, too, you leave the house and even though you're doing your best to hide it all, you feel like you've got a spotlight on your head saying, you know. Everyone can see you, that I'm out of control. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, if, and I would always say to people, this is even before, I, well, in, in my well times as well. And, you know, I'm really well and cope with everything. Uh, you know, life knocks you around, but you just still, you know, now I've got the strength to know how to deal with that. But it's like I would always say to friends who aren't overthinkers, oh, you would be amazed at what goes through my head and they just can't get it. I drive down the road. You, you love this. I used to it and I, I'm better at it now, but I used to drive down the road in silence. I'd have a car full of family, wife, sons, and I don't talk when I drive. I'm a thinker and, I, and I, you know, I'm thinking and planning and doing all the rest of it. Karen would say to me, why don't you just share? Why don't you just – and I'd just look at her and go – Mate, no, I, know. <laughs> I don't. There's no capacity. I just, you know, you would not. 
be able to handle what I'm thinking in my head all of the time. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I know. And, yeah, it's – well, even – but my husband is – then we're technically separated at the moment, but that's okay. Um, But he is – he's opposite to you. He literally will say nothing. Oh. Like, I'm like, what are you thinking? Or we'll have a really big discussion and then an hour later I'll go, so about that. And he goes, you've been thinking about that discussion that whole time, <laughs> haven't you? And I'm like, yeah. And I said, what have you been thinking of? Because I was thinking about what would we do, how are we going to cut the tree outside? Like, you know, and I'm just Switch like. Switch and go to the next thing. I just thing. can't. Yeah. He goes like this. Yep. And I'm like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And for those of yeah. us that are full on in our heads like that. You'd look at him and go, oh, wouldn't I? That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love to be able to not how, think of something for a few minutes. How easy would life be? <laughs> <laughs> but by the same token, he's, he's his head is full for him. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the exactly. way people are. Everyone's different. Exactly but right. No, you, you don't share what's going on in your head with your partner necessarily because, oh, so there's a tree that's gone past and I wonder what that's looked like and there's another white sign and if I drive down the road like that and that's in my head, and my head's doing this and then that, that sign up there and I'll go down there and I wonder what the kids are doing in the back seat. And then <laughs> And you're like, and I haven't signed that sign the permission note for like yeah. next week. And then, oh, but we've got to pick a high school for two years' time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Ah. <laughs> what a crazy world if we all did oh, could share you? all that. Oh, wow. I actually have thought about that. I was like, imagine if us overthinkers just voiced everything in our head. You'd have no friends. No. <laughs> they, would, they would just drift away. There'd be a lot no. of people in therapy. Yeah. A lot more or there'd be a group therapy. of us together and we're all hanging around. It would be, really noisy. It'd be such a noisy place. Uh, yeah. And, and look, it's great. I, I love the fact that we're all laughing oh. because, you know, a little bit, me and a girlfriend who went through a similar journey mm. at a very similar time, once we got to a, a pretty good spot, you know, we're like, we should write a book about the funny side to anxiety because oh. some of the crazy yeah. crap we used to do to survive. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we can reflect back on it now and go, you know, like my story with the water and putting water in my ashtray to wet my lips and like, how feral is that? <laughs> you know? I've, I certainly, I've put ice down my bra yep. and just like done uh, in hot situations. Yep. Like, you know, when I know or I feel intense yes. or I've made sure that we're situated near the, near the door so I can go to the Quick toilet. Exit. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've also now learnt to just embrace that and I'll go, oh, I'm a bit sweaty, like, or whatever it is. And just because if I own it, put it out there, it's, I'm not trying to hide it. Yeah. Therefore, I'm not I'm thinking, oh, have they noticed? Have they, you Absolutely. know, those sort of things. So I, And often that's easier for the third person as well. Going, oh, yeah, Kate just said she's a bit hot. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're on to the next thing. Whereas <laughs> they're sitting watching <laughs> you sweat down. Like that, what was that? Um, yeah, um, the interview with the politician in America at one point and all his hair dye was running. <laughs> 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 I was like, I see you. <laughs> but like, it's, a fa- it's a valid point. You, know, you talk about um, putting it out there. You, you know, you say it. It's like sharing an issue when you share with yeah. somebody else oh, the, the weight lifts. So if you identify that yeah. and embrace what that yeah. thing is in the room today, yeah. it it yeah, and I'll just takes go, the just weight give away me a minute, from it. I'll be yeah. right, and then it's yeah, because it's and, and I've learned that over years, you know, and it's just and as I'm getting older, it's getting worse, all those sort of things, and it's just like this is just me, 
and those things make me me. And it's yeah. as you learn, get through life too, and you surround yourself with the people who get you. And that's been a process. It's been a um, making, you know, getting into the right space of people, getting into the right profession, all those sort of things. They love you for who you are because they see through that. And when I actually, so with my amazing crew, uh, um, crew that I work with at the cancer hospital here in their supportive care team. Of course, when I was a newbie, you know, new role, brand new role, brand new you coming on in, I was like trying to hide it all. And then as I got more comfortable, I was like, oh, yeah, nah. So they've brought me a little fan and they've yeah, done yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It's like-, like when your friends come to your house, though. Your friends <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't care. The no, they don't see it. That's yeah. right. They don't see that that's out of place or that's yeah. not perfect. They yeah. want to be there. Yeah. Hang out with you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that's what they're there yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and that's a really important one for the younger demographics listening oh. as well. Is I get a lot of that is life skills, and I think as we get older, there's less fucks given, as the saying goes. But it it isn't something that the younger generation can't will feel that they can do just yet. So to hear that. You know, you can get to that, yeah. that you need to find the right group, whether it's friends, whether it's a right sporting group, whether it's a right school environment, yeah. whatever it is. You've got to find what's right for you yeah. to work on your own wellness as well. Yeah, and I think it's about, you know, in the school group as well is for parents just to be alert that some those bad behaviours often are covering up for something and you know I know for myself it was I wasn't a bad kid but I know definitely my brother who um he was really rotten at school but he's suffered terribly from that age now we now know um was was has been diagnosed with bipolar so I sit here like I'm talking about everyone in my family is a freak we're not we're probably just more alert to those things now and you know and he he admits that all of that behavior at school was him covering up from from trying to, from pushing down everything that was going on for him now. And now he's the most amazing person I know and he's fought battles that I could only, uh, I would dread to have to fight and has come out the other end. Mm. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. You hear that a lot, don't you? Yeah, for sure. You know, when you're, you're talking about um, you built up a, a set of skills and, mm. you know, one day you went, oh, no, I just have to do this and I have to do that. Was there a real calm space you were in when you sort of said to yourself, "Do you know what? If I if I identify that thing today yeah. and I and I disempower that yeah. thing, so I, I'm more comfortable with it and it's out in the space." I mean, if you're peaking, you're not going to identify that, are you? Well, it came, I think it came from friends of mine going, this is not, because I'd always put everyone first. I'd put my family first during that time. I didn't want to burden them with this extra thing that was going on for me. So, yeah, so it took my sister, you know, and my good, um, amazing friend to go, no, come on, let's, it's time to look after you. At that time, I wasn't thinking I'm going to fight this. I just wanted some control. I just wanted some, some calmness. And it took the years afterwards for me to actually realise how significant owning that and embracing that as who I am actually is because there's so many people that don't. And if I can just help one person go, you know what, that happens to me or you know what, I need to probably address this, then that's that's a good thing. And it was through that, through people asking me how did you do it, that I actually broke down the steps that I did do 
and I, I did, I've, I've got an online course that, and that's not happening at the moment. I haven't um, had it live for a while called Embrace Your Fear. And it just was about, okay, these little steps, these little things that we can do every day to give us so much power. You're not going to turn the switch like that and go, okay, it's gone, I'm good. But if you can build up the strength through little steps every single day on repeat, then you're taking the power back and mm. you're taking you're giving yourself more strength mm. that's very well said actually you know, we listen to people and and what you're saying is, is incredibly powerful we, we should probably change the name of the podcast to 2020 hindsight because <laughs> <laughs> all of the things that we're talking yeah, about yeah. we're giving information From, to people that we've learned yeah for them to be able to help themselves 100%, with you know and, yeah. and you don't have that benefit of 2020 hindsight oh when you're, when you're in the moment. In it, you don't get that and no one can give that to you. No. So and hopefully what we're doing. And for you, it's and when it's happening, you're the only person this has ever happened oh, to yeah. when you, mm. and you self-loathe. You're embarrassed and you, by yep, it. You know yep. what? Do you know sometimes, you know, the flip of that is I enjoy telling people the things that I didn't do so well or that didn't work because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had I – put a very large attachment to my anxiety and the car and it it debilitated me for years and Mm. years and it still impairs me. Mm. So I like telling them the things that didn't work more so than the ones that did work. Like don't attach your anxiety to To anything. It is just anxiety as it is. And, and being that desperate person, I bought everything there was to buy. I visited everyone there was to visit. I read everything there was. I was just, yep, this is going to work this Same. time. this will be, yeah. Yep, I'm going to read this book or do this course, online course, yep. about overcoming the fear of driving. I'm going to be driving in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I actually love telling them not to do, well, mm. not not to do that, what didn't work, because I'd hate to see people waste their yeah. years. Yeah. That yeah. I've wasted. But it can be different for everyone. Absolutely. What That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. And when yeah. you had yeah. found that you had an attachment with your anxiety to the car, yep. you didn't choose the car. No, the car chose me. Yes, that's right. But what I'm trying to say is you can't say yes. don't attach yourself to something. No. Because you didn't do that on purpose yourself. It, it, it just yeah. that's what manifested. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, then it comes more to those uh, and it's a skill as well. It doesn't happen, you know, to the is this true? Is this really true? Is, you know, that's what I, one of my things is asking yourself and it still happens to me. Like if I'm like, oh, I've got to do this presentation. What if I like have a big panic attack up there? Or what if, what if they, no one gets it? What if I can't get my words out? And then I'll just be like, have a moment beforehand and go, is that really true, Kate? Does past record tell you that that's how you present? No, that's not true. Okay. Now let's rewire that. So, Mm. but that's also takes skill to take that moment to identify that you know, correct. That the loop's and like you said, I, th- I think you you articulated that really well. It, it is little wins, mm-hmm. it's little steps, and it's mm-hmm. on repeat, and it's on repeat. I, uh, I well, I haven't found a quick fix yet. No, but I like the idea that you're trying multiple things. Yeah. I want to be financially independent, so I buy a lotto ticket every week. I don't win every time, but sometimes I win small amounts, and it's all. But that's not the part only the thing process. you're doing. To Correct. become, yeah. That's right. I yeah. also work for a living and yeah. I also do other things and you invest Correct. and you da 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 das. So you're investing in yourself yeah. when it comes to trying to find little tips and tricks oh, and ways to go forward. Yeah, too right. And, and also, Bern, you know, I'm the first to say they didn't work, 
But I never say it was a waste. Mm. No, no. Because no, I think be if you just grab one mm. little thing out of it, well, it wasn't a waste. Do you know they so, were taking, even taking that back one more step, the fact that people are buying something or looking into something, they've made that admi- admission. Yes. The self-awareness is Correct. there. And, that, e- and even the if process, it is to themselves. And the, yeah, and the process has at least started. Yeah, I think yeah. the one thing that we all agree on is that you don't just wake up and be able to find the one thing that helps you out and never you will God, have a no. problem again. And it, and, yeah, and it's it probably, a journey. Yeah. No matter what we're doing, it's an everyday get up, yep. fall down, get up, fall down, get up, yep. fall down. And it's funny because when um, I was asked to do that motivational talk at the cricket club, I – when I was asked the, that actual day, I was having a pretty bloody tough day and and it was like it took for that reminder, for that message to come through to say, we'd really like you to speak. And I was like, were you saying uh, Cancer Council? Do you want me to talk about the Cancer Council? And she was like, oh, no, for the motivational stuff that you do. And I was like, oh, God, I'll get myself out of the wardrobe. I'm on the ground crying. Okay, let's go. And it reminded me that I knew what to do. I knew I had the power, I had the strength. Yes, I'm, you know, going 2020 was pretty rough on my family, but I have the power and the strength to work through that. I've done it before and we'll do it again. Yeah. 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 And and how lovely, like you're down a, a really long path, mm. but you, you're just proving you, you're human. We're all going to, you know, we no one's like. to yeah. things. We divert back to the yeah. safe place and the, for the safe place for, for me is often – why, you know, what what have I done here? How did this happen to me? Do you know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of, and that's because that's the, the place that I did for years. So that's sort of where's comfort because that gives me the power to go, okay, well, I did something wrong, you know, blame myself or whatever it is on certain situations. But that's not true. Mm. That's not true. And just getting that message. And, you know, other people see goodness in us and our strengths in us before we see them. And I do believe that I got that message that day to go, you know what, people think you're pretty good. Remind yourself that. So do you know what I mean? Mm. And you need to, when people are telling you you are good or you're strong or you can get through this, believe that mm. because they they see us way differently to we see ourselves. That's good advice. It's almost a cultural thing. Yep. In in And what I see amongst the people that I know is that we, none of us take praise as a natural thing. We don't embrace it. We don't, we just, yeah, 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 fine, mate. Thanks, hey. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jeez, but wow, someone, Marge, you're doing an awesome job. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know. But, yeah. you know, let's do this over here. Thanks. Yeah, and we self-deprecate and we're like, mm. but if someone tells us something we don't do wrong as an overthinker. Well, you suck that doing? in, don't you? <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Suck in, reanalyze. Exactly another who we there, are. Yeah. But it's quite liberating when you can start acknowledging, you know, like, yeah, someone pumping your tyres up, I guess. Like, mm. I was never, ever great at it, but I've be, I couldn't even look someone in the eye when they said, oh, you did that really well or thanks for helping. I couldn't even look at them in the eye. Mm. I don't deserve that. Whereas now I, I can and acknowledge Do you remember it. the first time you did? Do you remember that first occasion when someone gave you solid praise for doing something and you actually took a deep breath and went, thank you, thank and you. And just owned it. I agree. Yeah, mm, yeah. I did. Do you, remember, do you actually, can you pinpoint that time? I don't know about the first time, but I can pinpoint a couple mm-hmm. where, uh, again, it, it is centred around mental health, where I helped someone who mm-hmm. was in a really bad place on a voluntary basis and her family actually coming to me saying, my God, the work that you've done with mm-hmm. Mary Lou has mm-hmm. just... And I did. I, I acknowledged it there and then, but it wasn't until I drove away and I thought, far out. 
that's pretty cool. I did do a good job with her. And did you notice the calmness that you got yep. when you? Ha- and did you notice how it lifted you? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, where it fuels you. It's and liberating. And that's exactly yes. where I was going with the question. Right. Is yeah. you know, Sorry. Is, no, 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 you're host. good. No, that's all right. It's it's um. Ooh, it's, a third host. Here we go. No, <laughs> it's gorgeous. No, because I know that feeling of oh, this is exciting. It's yeah. really nice. It's a euphoric. It is. I know we're not supposed to feel like that, and no, that's a silly no, thing to say because that's, that's the that's what again yeah. what I'm getting to is that. We're brought up not to not to be too overconfident. Oh. Don't don't do don't be too to- cocky. Settle down now. Mm. But, but you, it, know, you don't have to be. No. But it's beautiful feeling to yes. have that come on. My son is a shocker at this. He's going to listen to this and say, "Edit that out, Mum." <laughs> he, you can never say to him, "Mitch, well done. Shit, you played really well today." Yeah, right. Shut up. Don't. Don't, I don't oh. want to hear that. And I'm not talking in front of people because I, I, I would never speak to yeah. him like that in front of people. He's like that at home with just Dave and I. Like if we say that's the best game. No, nah, I don't want to hear that, Mum. He he doesn't he, own it. No. Does he turn it around with, yeah, but I could have done. Sometimes, mm. sometimes, but it's something that I think might be quite prevalent in in. Men his yep. age, and I think that is not that is not ideal. That is really suppressing um, something, and what I don't know, but I, I think it's really. I think important. It just goes back to that, you know. Over the years, we've taught our kids and, and the people that we're around to be yeah. to be not the the person who talks about themselves and tells yes, everybody yes. how wonderful they are. Yes. You know, look at me, I'm this and I'm that and I'm that. And then sometimes, you know, you need to do that actually. But um, and maybe that's all it is. He's not. Because knowing Mitch a little bit, he's not the kind of guy who is is down on himself all of the time. It's not no, like no, that. No, it's just but that he, he goes. But he takes criticism. Mm. Yeah, he takes the criticism. If you say that was shit, he'll go, yeah, nah, not my day today. That was terrible, wasn't it? But he won't take an acknowledgement. Right. It's easier. To, it's easier to to work on that because then there's something. Yeah. That he can work on or we can work on when yeah. we're given that kind of feedback. But I think I, I know a lot of people that do fit that, that they they accept a, a criticism yep. but they struggle and I say, let's change that. Yeah, for sure. Let's, Actually, let's I say to my son it. when he goes to school every day, I'm like, say something nice to someone, mate. <laughs> He's yep. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mum, they're gonna look at me thinking yeah, exactly. what's wrong. <laughs> what does he want? <laughs> I know, uh, because I just don't really yes. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that, though, too, didn't we? You know, giving somebody some praise um, a couple of times in a day is actually good for you. Oh, yeah, because it also to feel great. Well, and it, to be the giver of the praise, it's actually making you more aware of other people because as overthinkers, we can be very, very inner like what's going on for me how am I do you know what I mean even though we're givers we can be very uh, you know in our head but if you're looking for people to give praise to you're looking outwardly Mm. and it's taking the focus off off yourself yourself as well so so going back to the um you know taking praise I actually because I've learned that that's actually you know, um, words of affirmation is pretty much, you know, my love language sort of thing. So, and that, but that goes through everything. And when I had my job interview with the Cancer Council, you know, they say, how do you like to work? How, you know, whatever, whatever. And I actually said, I like feedback. I like good feedback as well as bad feedback. I actually, to know that I'm doing a good job is important to me. And so that right from the very start to 
the, for that to be identified as has been so good because mm. I can take negative feedback and take it and take it and take it and dwell on it, but just to know that there's good stuff as well is super important. So oh, I put it right sure. out there. Yeah, well, it's up. good. It's good for everybody. It's good for industry. Like as a as an employer, you would yeah. you would not necessarily give praise to your employees all day long because you no. want performance I and you're trying to get, get that. I never get praise at my work, Kate. Yeah, of course, yeah. Never do but, I get uh, praise. Yeah, yeah bullshit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I think for them identifying, if if I see something good, and I work remotely, so all, everyone's in Sydney sort of thing, I'm here on my own, but just to get that email every few weeks or whatever, hey, I had some great feedback or whatever, it just means a lot. Well, the thing is, yeah. as an employer, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're not doing that, if you're not giving that not constant praise, no. but if you're just giving some positive feedback, you will not be surprised the day when your employee comes in and goes, I'm off. Yeah. Ciao. Yeah. And you go, I don't know where I sit here. I don't what? know. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Whereas a happy yeah. or a, a, somebody who feels like they know that they're, what they're doing and they're yeah. appreciated for what they're doing, they'll stay. Yep. Yeah. Mm. If yeah. they can. And I think one of our human needs is to feel safe where we are. And so if you're, you know, if that your love language or whatever, how it works is to know you're doing a good job. That adds to that safety mm. in in and even situation. If it, even if it's just yeah. at the end of, the, of, a, of a session with somebody or an end of a day with somebody, good you job. just go, thanks okay. for your time. I really appreciated that today. That was, you know, it's as easy as that. It's so thanks easy. Thanks for today. Yep. See you tomorrow. Yep. Whatever. Kate, tell us about your work with the Cancer Council. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, well, I basically... It's like my dream job. So obviously, I've I when I was nursing, I worked in the and in, in Melbourne in a neuro oncology ward, and up here, and then of course nursed my um, son through through end stage leukemia, and I just and multiple people. And we've all got been touched by cancer. We can't escape it. But this role is really so. It's all the best bits of nursing that I loved was the patient interaction. This you know to be able to sit and talk and things, but I'm actually more now dealing with supportive care programs. So helping them to uh, help them navigate through that journey of um, and access services and supportive groups and things, even might financial help, might be some, you know, whatever it is to help them get through the journey. And you know what, sitting down and one thing with nursing is you just never had time. You didn't have time to mm. spend with your patients. It's a real, you know, a, a real negative of our healthcare system. But for me now, I actually have that time to sit and chat and everyone has a story. Everyone has got, you know, whether or not you're, you're can can relate to them on a you know socioeconomic level or whatever it is or choices or lifestyle or whatever you learn something from everyone mm. everyone what an interesting job well i feel really privileged because it's um, not a job is it oh like seriously it's uh, to yeah to be able to be there through people's darkest moments the scariest times in their life and to sit and say listen what would help you right now I can't the medical stuff aside what would help you right now and they might be I just need someone to talk to or I've got this bill and if that bill was taken away I could focus on my medical stuff do you know it's just it's a real privilege and then at the end you know and we obviously have have days where we've lost patients or that we've worked with a lot and, and things and te- sometimes and it's not important and I'm not saying I ask them can you give me feedback um, but to have the family member reach out and go you being able to arrange transport during there just made everything so much easier do you know what I mean mm. and it's just it's those things it's not our 
yelling to the universe how good our work is or what we do. It's in those quiet moments, in quiet situations. There's so much good happening out in the community. And yeah, but people aren't out there just, you know, bragging about it. I think Mm. we have to remember that everyone has stories. And with that, everyone has stories of ways that they're helping people. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's that window, isn't it? You don't know what's happening in someone's life five minutes ago that's caused them to be where they are here yep, right now. 100%. And, you, and, you, and so you've just got to roll through life going, let's, let's work with what we've got right here. Let's yeah. not judge why we're here. Let's yeah. work out a better way to get to over there. Yeah. And if we be. can change right now, right now to take something away from you, and we can do that. It doesn't have to be sitting with someone who's got a terminal illness. It can be in any day, you know, any interaction with well, someone. You know, in in your, anyone's day-to-day yeah. work life yes, or even personal yes. life, it doesn't matter. If you've if you can slow down yep. enough and not try to get to the next target point, yeah. which is well, driven. Well, you'd see that in, yeah, you know, as yeah. an employer. You're like, you've got people who have got lives and things happen in lives. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, why they're sitting there right now might actually not be a catalyst. Yeah. But if you can listen for five minutes, be surprised. Like yeah. you said, everyone's got a story. Yeah. And they will often tell you that story yeah. to, to help you understand why they're there. Yeah, yeah. Is, and for you to be able to do that um, is, yeah, it must be, there must be days on know that it's crushing. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, but, there has been, but it's, um, yeah, it's bloody rewarding and I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, good on it. And yeah. that's why it's not a job. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. part of your life. It's yeah. what you do. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to know how does how do you keep your mental health in check when in dealing with, you know, a, a fairly demanding job yeah. mentally? Yeah. Is that something you have to constantly work on? Because yeah, of and your I think employer? being honest with how how I am wired has helped with that. But with Cancer Council's great, and we have we have to have monthly supervision with a psychologist, so just to chat, but also too through Aubrey Wodonga Health and through the supportive care team that I sort of have slotted in to be a member of. We we laugh a lot. You know, we've got a really. I think nurses and healthcare professionals can have a really sick sense of humour, and that. That's oh, great. And like, well, yes, I've got a really good good support group there. And I think it's also, I never want to get blasé about how privileged it is. Because when you are working in a cancer hospital, everyone in the world's got cancer. So, oh yeah, just another diagnosis. Do you know what I mean? And I never want to be like that. So Because everybody's, everybody's world is individual. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. But when you say you go for sessions with a with a counsellor yeah. and have a bit of a chat, yeah. is it just that? Is it just a download? Yeah. I mean, for people listening who yeah. think, you know, maybe, yeah, I should do that as part of my day to day. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a cancer. Nah. Yeah. I'm not involved in that world. But, you know, maybe for my own good health, I go, is it just a chat? Oh, you're man. I love it. it. I could go yeah? every week. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> is it like a podcast? <laughs> could this be mine? This no. <laughs> so I go, so once a month with the other Cancer Council staff across the state who have the same role as me, we do it one. And I go personally as well because I have to, but it's about finding the right person that you click with and you might need to shop around and that is okay. Do that until you find the right person because honestly, there's a release valve that just comes out and you leave and you're like, okay, good. And it's not scary. You sit there and you have a chat and if you go a bit, they actually become, you become friends and you're, you know, which mm. not overstepping the mark, but if you find the right person, mm. I could say anything to yeah. the person I go to speak to. It's yeah. that comfortable yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and so I space. actually think if you're, especially if you're an overthinker, but also too, 
If you're just at the start of your mental health journey or things are showing up for you or life's changing, anything, you need to download that. It doesn't have to be a crisis. It's just got to be somewhere safe where you can can talk through things. Mm, Good advice. Yeah, I think so. I think that point of sharing a little bit. And not bottling that up because yeah. that's that's the you put more in the bottle and the more in the bottle and that little bottle's not real big. hundred percent. And it just loads. And yeah. if you can share that little bit in conversation with yes. someone you trust and, yep. and are comfortable with, yeah. that is way powerful. Oh, mm. so powerful. And you leave lighter and you're like, okay, I've got a few things to work to. But also to finding the right person that might pull you up on stuff. You don't want someone that just agrees, especially if it's a, you know, something that's a big change in your life. You want them to be able to help you to see the other point of view as well. Your um, opinion has to be challenged. Absolutely. Otherwise you can't grow. Yeah, yeah, completely. Mm. So, and there's some great people around, like, and it's not scary. And I, I think if we can lift the frigging stigma on just going to counselling or going to have a session, yeah. we are. Which is why I ask yep. about what is it? What yeah. do you do? Break it I down to sitting chat. on a couch and having a chat to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Having just, a coffee. And they're like, a, what's going on? What's happened and since last met? And, da, da, da. and sometimes, you know, in the hard times, I'm sobbing the whole time, yep. which is good because yeah. that's a release. That's another and good release. someone else, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not having to do that in front of my kids or in front of, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just that's right. done. And then, and in other times I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I've got my stuff together this week, you know, this month or whatever it is. And, and then I leave, I'm like, oh, actually. Actually, I don't really, but I'll mm. get that together for next month. Do you know, though, it's and, and sometimes it's not going to a counsellor or somebody to talk it to. It doesn't need no. to be a professional. No. Absolutely. No. And, and Find I, your person. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and something that I'm trying to share is that uh, for me, it's to go and have a massage. Yeah. Right. So yep. I have someone who I go and see now and we don't talk mm. about much other than, you know, just how you doing, Bernie, where you up to, so that she can get a bit of a feel for, you know, where I'm you know, anxiety wise mm-hmm. or where I am. But for me to lie on her table and it's not one of those deep tissue massage That's crazy it. things. Yep. It is a it is a how do I put it in the in the words? It's it's a it's a tension release, yep. if you like. How do I you know, it's like she flicks the flicks the, the muscles instead yep. of yep. rubbing and, yep. and diving yep. into it. For me that's my time to allow my body to empty some of those things out of the jar. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I because don't because we hold so much stress in our body. It and, manifests in uh, so many different ways. I know. Twenty twenty for me saw every autoimmune disease I've ever had and more come out in my right. body. Yeah, okay. just there you because go. it was super stressful. But I do. Yeah. But if you're in tune when you're on the table, this is my time to release, and you're physically allowing that. That's really powerful. And when you get off that table, yeah. sometimes, and this is not for everybody, I understand that. But I get off, and I, you say you felt lighter. Mm. I do. Yeah. I literally feel lighter yep. from not even having a conversation yeah. with somebody, just allowing myself to have some time for myself. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, and you know, the added bonus there is too, self-care. Yes. Phys- physically, yes. it, there's a bonus to that, obviously, yeah. as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But anxiety and and, and overthinking mm. and, then, and the tensions that all come with that, it really does mess with you physically, not just your head. Does your – when you're on the table, can you let your mind go? Or yeah, you, I've learned yeah, to be able to do that, yeah. you know, and that's, again, finding the right person. I've been to many different um, practitioners and not everybody worked no. for me, yeah. you know, but I'm really lucky that the, the, the lady I go to now is – 
I don't know. She just gets it. She just gets it, you know. And when it, you know, it's just for me that's good. So that's what I'm saying to yeah, everybody. You don't have to be I've, a counselor. It can be something else during my yeah, or meditation or things like that. But you have to stick to it. So many overthinkers are like, mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. Can't switch. Well, keep going. Mm. Keep going until it does. Keep mm. going until it does. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it a few goes. Yeah. So that in itself was a bit of a billboard. Yeah, for sure. So if we for gave sure. you a billboard now, yeah, right. What would you write on your billboard? <laughs> oh, okay. I would write just be friggin' real, and you know, and through vulnerability and reciprocated vulnerability, um, develops connection. That's a big billboard. I know, but yeah, it's not it's as big as Trabs. I know, but I was like, oh, you know, vul- vulnerability. Can you say it again? Okay, slowly so just, for me. Just be real. Okay. Just be bloody real. Bloody real. Can I say that? Yeah. 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 I'd said it Push before. Go, uh-uh. um. <laughs> Why? She drops the F-bomb oh, every really? five minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> now you're punching up the microphone. It's all... <laughs> okay, Everyone's getting okay, excited. Yeah, just be real. And, you know, through being real, it cre- creates vulnerability and connection. But I'm not saying go out there to everyone and go, oh, this is going on for me. In those moments when you know that you feel safe, just be real. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, it's a big billboard. Love it. No, it's, no, no, big's good. I like yeah. the, it, it's got to be the be the real thing yeah. because, yeah. you know, the vulnerability part, that just naturally comes, comes with it. You don't – I don't want to put myself out no. to be vulnerable. So, yeah, be, yeah. to be the real, and, I love like, it. be real. I, I could just open up a, a – you know, we could do a mini-series on, on be real. Mm. I, I think that's where a lot of – and can I be a little bit specific here – through my own journey, a lot of women my age that aren't real and the repercussions of, of not being your authentic self. Do you know what I've learned is actually when I'm not being real or being in aligned or whatever, whatever, however you want to put that, that's when my anxiety's worse because I'm like, this isn't sitting right, this is, you know, and whether that's come through being just in tune with myself and what works for me and what doesn't. But, yeah, if I'm sitting out of line, it's, yeah. Oh, too right. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really gr- yeah. great advice. Trying to be so much more. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, or something we're We could do a sideline if you want to. We just need a fair bit more sponsorship so we don't have to work day to day and then do this. Oh, true that. Yeah, true that. Wouldn't well, that be? We'd have the ideal job like Kate has. Oh, well, is it a job? It. Love it. <laughs> when I get paid, very I'm like, oh, hello. helping people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that every Thursday when I get paid. No, you're like, love oh, yeah, my job. <laughs> love my job. Kate, as mm. as you know, being an avid listener of our podcast, mm. we end each episode with a bit of light humour. Yep. So I'm going to ask you six quick questions and hopefully you can give me six Let's quick go. answers. Oh, quick. Although okay. they don't oh, need okay. to be quick. Oh, okay, yep. Whiskey or rum? Oh, neither. Bad experiences as a teenager. Yep, fair enough. Text or call? Ah, uh, text, please. If my phone rings, I'm like, oh, someone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can relate to that. Are you a giver or a receiver? <laughs> I'm a giver. You're a giver. I really like to receive. Yeah, I, think we knew, I think we knew that. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit old school. I try to flirt around on Instagram, but I'm, yeah, I always go back to the Yeah, I think that's a demographic thing as well, isn't it? High school or adult life? Oh, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take adult life. Yep. Yep. I I judge everybody on this question. (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you a scruncher or a folder? Well, since I actually knew I was going to be, I've been taking notes. Oh, no. And it depends. <laughs> Oh no, on details! What? <laughs> on what, what I'm cleaning up. Oh, uh, right. Oh. Yeah, right. Okay, so a bit of both. Well, it's a girl thing, isn't it? Obviously. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, yes, it is. Well, yeah, and right. also time. Have I got time to fold? Holy sh- And Aren't we'll you end thinking on. thinking about that while I, you're I, doing what I you're doing? Overthinking. We are still talking about folding clothes, aren't we? Oh. It's our washing that we're talking about here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, some people think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you. Oh, pleasure. It was a blast. Yeah, I love sitting you. and chatting to people in, in such a relaxed environment. And Absolutely. your personality is so cool. Oh. You just, you know, like you said, you are in tune with yourself. And to be able to sit here and, and share with us and, and have a, you know, just a yeah. fun chat. Thanks, heaps. Thank you. Thanks for Thanks, having me. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Champion. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.